This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Oh, that's the sound of the mail being delivered. You know what? Let me just go grab it real quick. Okay, junk mail, junk mail, junk mail. Oh, and two letters. I can't resist letters. We have time, right? Okay, let me see here. Oh, the first one is from my neighbor, Mr. Weasel. Dear story lady in the house with the crow on top. Hmm, I didn't know there was a crow on top of my house. How fun! Okay, it goes on. My greatest wish in life is to know what mouse and squirrel, the time travelers, have been up to lately. I need an update immediately. Sincerely, Mr. Weasel. P.S. The crow just flew away. Hmm. Well, that was random. Okay, let me open the next one. Oh, it's from my other neighbor, Miss Possum. Dear lady who wears sweatpants too much. Hey. Okay, that might be true. Dear lady who wears sweatpants too much, what is going on with mouse and squirrel? You better tell me soon or I might eat through your rope swing. I don't even have a rope swing, so that's a very bizarre threat. Sincerely, Ms. Possum who lurks where you can't see. Hmm. Well, my odd neighbors are in luck. Today's story is, in fact, about mouse and squirrel. Let's get to it. It's called a mouse and squirrel time travel expedition. Take it away, Rowan. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Squirrel dashed through the forest, barely able to see more than a few inches in front of him due to the lush green foliage. It was morning in early fall, but Summer was not eager to leave on time this year. Squirrels scrambled over thick roots and beneath prickly vines, carrying a satchel filled with items requested by his business partner, Mouse. She'd be wondering where he was at this point. He'd spent all morning trying to locate her unusual requests. He smiled, thinking of her ticking through her list, as if she were asking for a carton of mulberries and a stack of thick leaves. All right, I need three hairs from the back of a badger. They're very good for making strong knots. Two metal rings. You can get those from the fisher mouse down at the river. He's there most mornings. And a jar of antelope tears. They have to be fresh. Squirrel found the first two items easily. He'd remained friends with a former customer from his sales days, a badger named Heinrich, himself an amateur astronomer who was more than happy to supply a few back hairs for an important science project. Next, Squirrel visited the fisher mouse, who was willing to hand over two little metal rings in exchange for Squirrel listening to a long story about the time he caught a piranha. No one ever believes me. They say, there are no piranhas in this part of the world, let alone in this measly river. And that, I say, magical things sometimes happen. 
You believe me, don't you? Squirrel nodded uncertainly and checked his wristwatch. I would love to hear more about this, but I really have to go. Come back any time. The antelope tears were an entirely different story. It was difficult to find an antelope. They weren't exactly hanging out, waiting for someone to come along and make them cry. But after asking around, seen any antelope in the area? Not since last February. See an antelope around here? I haven't, but my uncle Swinson claims to have a pet antelope. I don't believe him. Any chance you've seen an antelope hanging out nearby? He caught a lucky break. I did, yes. There's one over yonder. She's terribly sad. I think her friend moved away. Perfect. I mean, that's terrible. Squirrel sidled over to the distraught antelope and quickly realized it would be very, very strange to request a jar of her tears. When he was under stress, his former life as a salesman came rushing in to fill the silence of his mind. You know, it might make you feel better to capture those tears in a jar and send some to your friend who moved away. As a way to remember you, Squirrel shook his head. Ugh, too weird. In the end, he settled on comforting the antelope, who turned out to be rather sweet. And I may never see her again. <gasps> that's, that's awful. I'm really sorry to hear that. Thank you. Squirrel just couldn't do it. He had an antelope, crying actual tears right in front of him, and he simply could not do it. It was just too awkward. In the end, Squirrel patted the antelope's back, saying, There, there, I'm sure you can send her postcards or something. And you are pretty fast. I mean, I bet you could just visit her. By the time Squirrel arrived back to Mouse, it was afternoon. The sun was high in the sky above the trees. He saw the glint of the metal through the leaves and made his way carrying what he'd managed to find. Squirrel, where have you been? Did the badger give you trouble? Mouse was tinkering with something right inside the sliding doors of the metallic contraption. It looked very much like an elevator set in the base of an old hickory tree. Squirrel himself had assumed it was an elevator the first time he'd seen it. He'd leapt right into it and started pressing buttons, not realizing the thing would take him through time and space rather than up to the tree's canopy. In the time since Mouse and Squirrel had become business partners, Squirrel had at least convinced her to add a sign that read Time Machine, not Elevator, next to the sliding doors. But plenty of animals were still confused. Could you really blame them? It really did look like an elevator, and animals are typically in a rush when they try to catch one of those. There had been a parade of animals who had inadvertently traveled through time. There was the possum, who just wanted to go about 12 feet up the tree, but ended up 12,000 years in the past. Oh, hi. Um, this is actually not an elevator, so do not press that, this button. Yes, don't. Whoops. There was the weasel who had snuck inside without Mouse and Squirrel noticing as they'd tested a new feature. 
Is this elevator broken? This, this is, is not, not an, an elevator. elevator. Time travel and there was the crow, who had one wing in a sling, but who wanted to ride up an elevator in order to perch upon the highest branches of the tree, but instead traveled 50 years into the future. Oh, hello. Just so you know, this is not an Ella. Travel in progress. It was an ongoing issue. But besides that minor problem, Mouse and Squirrel had a thriving business, taking tours of animals on peaceful time travel trips. In a moment, we'll be arriving on the banks of the Mediterranean Sea, 100,003 years in the past. Oh, that's specific. But there were no tours scheduled on this particular day. It was a Tuesday, the day Mouse and Squirrel set aside to fix things on the time machine, complete administrative tasks, and get ready for upcoming trips. Now... Mouse stood and smiled at Squirrel expectantly. No, the badger was the easy part. Here's what I've got, Squirrel said, handing Mouse the bag with his loot. Oh, these are lovely hairs. And you got the metal rings. Mouse pawed around in the bag. Hmm, I don't see the jar of antelope tears. About that. I guess it was too much to hope that you could find a crying antelope. Squirrel just smiled. Then he sniffed the air and frowned. Mouse, what is that smell? Mouse smiled brightly. Oh, that's the cheese I picked up from the market this morning. Doesn't it smell great? She pointed a paw at a stack of cheese wrapped in paper in the corner of the time machine. Uh, yeah. Squirrel said, wrinkling his nose. Come on, I need your help with something. It's nothing dangerous, is it? Mouse giggled. <laughs> of course not. Squirrel had been planning to do some paperwork that he had kept shoving aside, but it could wait a while longer. All right, Mouse said, standing at one end of the time machine. You go over there. I just need you to connect some wires for me, and then I can run some tests in the control panel. Okay. Squirrel crouched in front of an open panel in the wall, where he could see several different colored wires. I need you to twist together the green and the blue wires. Do not, and I mean do not, connect the green with the red. Squirrel furrowed his brow. He glanced at Mouse, who was smiling broadly. Squirrel reached out and grasped the green and blue wires in his paws. Just before he was about to connect the wires, Mouse shouted, Wait! Hold on! I got that mixed up! Squirrel felt his chest tighten. What? You do have to connect the green with the red. That would have been really It was in bad. moments like these that Squirrel wished he shared some of Mouse's technical expertise. She was the inventor. He was the business guy. It involved a lot of trust. Squirrel dropped the blue wire and picked up the red. Green and red. Yes. You're sure about this? Of course. What would happen if I twisted together the wrong wires? Let's not think about that. Green and red, let's go. Squirrel took a deep breath, squinted, 
and twisted together the green and the red wires. There was a brief moment of silence in which Squirrel was quite sure his heart did not beat once. Then he heard something come to life on the other end of the time machine. It worked, Mouse said, grinning at the control panel. It's ready to test. Minutes later, Mouse was pushing a little wristband over Squirrel's paw. She put another one on herself. Man, that cheese is potent. What are these wristbands? What do they do? Squirrel asked, shifting it around on his wrist to get comfortable. It seemed that Mouse had fitted them to her own wrist, which was very tiny compared to Squirrel's. Well, you know how I've been hinting at something big for the last few weeks? Mouse said, grinning. Squirrel thought back to Mouse's comments over the last few weeks. Oh, Squirrel, I'm working on a big thing, but I can't tell you yet. You are not going to believe the big thing I've invented, but it's a surprise. Well, you must really want to know what I'm working on, don't you? But I can't tell you Yes, Squirrel said with a chuckle. I have noticed you hinting at something big. Da-da-da-da-da! With these wristbands, we should be able to travel through time outside the time machine. You're kidding. That's incredible. Now, I haven't fully tested it, but if my calculations are correct... Mouse. Shh. Both of them went silent and put their noses to the air. Beyond the strong scent of Mouse's cheese, they both caught a whiff of something else. Badger. Nope. You're right, Fox. A nose appeared between the open doors of the time machine, sniffing. It was inches from them. You must have smelled the cheese. Oops. What do we do now? Close the doors. Mouse crept to the control panel and pressed some keys. Squirrel followed. The two of them huddled in the farthest corner of the time machine. Mouse, the doors are not closing. Hmm, I forgot I disabled them. What? It's gonna take me a while. They didn't have a while. They had seconds at most. Mouse, what about the wristbands? What wristbands? This wristband, the, the one that's nearly cutting off my circulation. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. I haven't tested them enough. A fox paw appeared in the doorway. Mouse and Squirrel were shocked by its size. The rest of the fox would surely emerge in a moment's time. Just get us out of here, Mouse, test or no test. Are you sure? Yes, just go. Well, it would be exciting to test my new... Just do it, Squirrel shouted as the fox's shadow darkened the entire doorway. Mouse clicked some buttons on her little keypad. Take my paw, Squirrel, so we don't get separated. That could be bad, Mouse said, holding out her paw to Squirrel. Squirrel grabbed it tightly. With her free paw, Mouse pressed a few final buttons. They went tumbling through time. It felt as though they were falling through darkness. The time machine, the fox, the stinky cheese, all vanished. From somewhere in the ether, they heard a voice. Time travel in progress. Time travel in progress. Time travel in time travel completed. 
Mouse and Squirrel hit against hard ground. Ouch. Mouse popped up, grinning. That was so much better than I expected. We traveled two years into the future. I'm not sure where we are, though. Squirrel pushed himself up from the ground. His neck was sore, and one of his feet was numb. Otherwise, he was miraculously okay. He looked around and smiled. Mouse, you did it. How many times have you tested that? Hmm? Mouse said, glancing around. How many times have you tested the wristbands? Oh, zero. Okay. Well, somehow you managed to get us here in one piece. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. The pieces. They were in what looked like a rainforest. The air was damp, and they were surrounded by green all around. Well, want to go back? Hmm? We could travel back. Just set it for, well, I don't know, 20 minutes before the fox showed up. You could fix the doors. Also, we can toss that cheese. That must have been how he found us. Right. Travel back in time. Yeah, the thing is, um, getting back may be a little more complicated. Where are you, What was that? It sounds like... Oh, oh no. no. Mouse and Squirrel scampered in the direction of the sound. They ran right into a pane of glass. Oof. Ouch. Gator. Where is he? Gator. Mouse, we're not in a rainforest, Squirrel said, looking through the pane of glass to a bunch of human children gathered around them. Squirrel could make out shelves and shelves filled with books. Mouse, we're in a tank. Technically, I think it's a terrarium. Hey, Squirrel, who do you think Gator is? Squirrel's mouth went dry. I don't know, Mouse, but I don't want to find out. I think we're about to find out who Gator is. Mouse, look at me. Mm-hmm. Mouse, focus. Okay. You need to get us out of here. I don't know how, but you managed to transport us through time and space using these wristbands into a terrarium. And now you have to get us back. I know what you're saying. It's just, well, it could work. In theory. What do you mean, in theory? The return trip is more complicated. It's hard to explain quickly. It has to do with our proximity to the time machine itself. I'm just not sure... What could happen to us? Uh, we could get there safe and sound. Or we could scatter into a million pieces across space-time. Squirrel felt himself go cold. The rustling sound approached. Outside the tank, the children were giddy. <gasps> Gator! There he is! Oh, he's so cute. I love you, Gator. Mouse and Squirrel backed up against the glass of the far wall, holding on to each other. We could get lucky. Maybe Gator is allergic to... Both squirrels and mice? It's possible. In theory. Uh, Mouse, you need to get us out of here. Tests or no tests. But the million pieces thing... Are you sure? Squirrel thought of the first time he'd met Mouse... It had taken him time to understand that this ridiculous, cheerful, enthusiastic creature was also a genius. She had always gotten them home in one piece. I trust you, Squirrel said, squeezing Mouse's paw. 
if you say so. The children outside the terrarium were bursting with excitement. Look at him go. I like his feet. Mouse pulled out her little keypad. Squirrel took a deep breath and closed his eyes, bracing for departure. Hmm, I can't remember my pin. Squirrel's eyes shot open. Your what? My pin number. I meant to write it down. Hmm, was it 9208? No, that's not right. Was it 8202? No, I would never put an 8 in front of a 2. Just try something. Okay, 9208. Hmm, Mouse. Okay, 7203. Hmm, Mouse, you have to get it now. Try something else. Well, I would, but the thing is, if you make three wrong guesses, it locks down. Permanently. What? Why would it be programmed that way? I programmed it that way. It seemed like the responsible thing to do at the time. Plus, I had planned to have the pin number written down. Squirrel took a deep breath and closed his eyes, now bracing for something entirely different. He couldn't believe this might be the last thing he ever... Oh, hey. Mouse and Squirrel looked up to see a large, fluffy hamster leaning against the stem of a plant, smiling at them. There were children's faces pressed up against the glass. They were pointing at the hamster. Hi, Gator. I like him. Is that a mouse and a squirrel? How have you been? Doing okay. Doing okay. I've had this gig about a year. It's not bad. Squirrel turned to Mouse and stared at her, incredulous. You know this guy? We went to science camp together when we were little. Squirrel blinked. He felt his heartbeat slowly return to a normal pace. Your gator? Just for this gig. Some kind of joke for the kids. Name's Trent. Nice to meet you. How'd you guys end up in here anyway? Trent said, scratching the fur on his chin. Squirrel shook Trent's paw, his own limp. It's a long story. Then Squirrel felt his heart lift. They were not in danger. They would not have to rush into using the experimental wristbands. They could get out of the tank somehow, locate the time machine. They could travel back a better way. They could... Squirrel, I just remembered my pin. Trent, it was so good to see you, but we have to go. Bye! Wait, Mouse, why don't we... But it was too late. Mouse had already keyed in her pin number. Whoa! Together, Mouse and Squirrel tumbled through space and time. Gator, the children, the terrarium, the building, everything faded into darkness. Squirrel gripped Mouse's paw. Mouse, are we splitting into a million? Hey, what happened to my voice? Oh, that could be a side effect of, ha oh, my voice is so deep. I'm an elephant mouse. This is not funny, mouse. This is not funny yet. But Squirrel didn't finish the thought. Time travel in time travel complete. They were both sent tumbling through the air, rolling across the ground. Ouch. Oof. Squirrel's head ached. 
but he took that as a sign that he had not split into a million pieces scattered across space-time. He blinked his eyes open. She'd done it. Mouse had actually done it. They were back in the time machine. Sunlight streamed through the open doors. Mouse popped up from the floor, smiling. Well, that wasn't so... (coughs) Bad, was it? I really outdid myself. Squirrel smiled. You really did. Hey, my voice. Mouse giggled. (laughs) I'm sure it'll go back to normal. When? Mouse smiled. When the time's right. Squirrel stood and dusted himself off. His nose wrinkled in distaste. Phew, we gotta get that cheese out of here. Together, they gathered up the stinky cheese, carried it down to the nearby river, and set it on a large rock. Back at the time machine, Mouse worked on re-enabling the sliding doors. Okay, this should work. The doors slid towards each other, just as the gap between them disappeared. Squirrel and a mouse saw a shadow pass the time machine. They peeked out the windows of the closed doors. They saw a fiery orange tail swish by, heading in the direction of the river. Squirrel and mouse exchanged a look. Then they got down to business. After all, it was a Tuesday and they had lots of work to do. Oh, and Squirrel's voice did return to normal. Eventually. Some things just take time. Well, I hope Mr. Weasel and Ms. Possum and all of you loved this story. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to my Little Stories premium subscribers who make it possible for me to continue doing this. You can join to get more of the stories you love, ad-free listening, and access to Little Stories for Sleep, an exclusive bedtime podcast. Just visit littlestoriespremium.com. Thank you to Rowan for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you, as always, for listening in.